Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Oh my goodness me, I don't even know where to begin tonight. There is so much to talk about. I hope you will join me. We've got two whole hours to go, plenty of time to call in and say hello. The phone number, the switchboard number here is 323-642-1556. Just listen to the prompts. I think you press one to talk live on air, but listen to the prompts to be sure. If you don't speak English, I will try my best to communicate with you. I, I do know a lot of Spanish, and the only reason I mention this is because I do have some people call in from around the world, which I really appreciate, by the way. It's part of my favorite feature of even hosting an internet talk show slash podcast to get to connect with y'all from my home country, USA, but as well as the rest of the world. All right, so again, the switchboard phone number, area code 323-642-1556, or you can call through the internet. Just make sure you've got your headset and microphone uh, set up, and then uh, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. Don't forget Shell spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. Then there should be a button that says, like, click to talk, and then uh, just click that, and it should call in as well. But if you're like me, old-fashioned, just want to call in by phone again, 323-642-1556. Let me kind of give you a sneak preview of what we're going to talk about tonight. And, of course, feel free to add on because there's tons of trending topics going on. So from, <laughs> my dog just came in here and wants my food, but I'm like, no. But anyway, back on topic. So uh, we've got from Hurricane Florence, unfortunately, to the viral video of the weatherman faking the um, – well, I don't know if he's faking. I want your opinion because I don't have facts on that. I just know. Saw the video and saw the two guys strolling behind. So I don't know. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Do you think he was faking or not? For the most part, everyone I read on Twitter opinions was that he was faking the strong winds for his particular location. And when the Weather Channel turned around and tried to defend him, it only made matters worse and more backlash, apparently, saying the two guys strolling in the background were like on concrete and the weather guy himself was like on the grass part anyway i'm getting so off track uh trying to just do keynotes here okay (laughs) um hurricane florence unfortunately i do have friends in the carolinas so i don't i feel almost uncomfortable talking a lot about that fake weather reporting guy because i don't know if he really was fake reporting or not and unfortunately i again i do have friends myself that you know are being affected by hurricane florence you know i have visited the carolinas myself visited them had an amazing time a few summers ago loved them dearly known them for about almost a decade now so please keep them and, and everyone being affected by hurricane florence in your thoughts and prayers um talk about on a happier note NFL and college football games, including my alma mater. Yes, go Mean Green. All right. UNT actually won against Arkansas. The Razorbackers, like, did I say that right? Razorbackers? I don't know if I said that right. I'll have to look that up. That is amazing. Uh, one of their key players, Keegan Brewer, apparently <laughs> went viral because he made this fake fair catch. Usually it's like fake punts or fake punt return or whatever, but he did some kind of fake fair catch and it went viral and it was like 13-0 first quarter at the time he did it and they you know kept scoring points not just him but other players to help score the points which is great Seth Luttrell the coach I think is doing an amazing uh, I was trying to see the cause effects I was reading earlier did a little digging into that we'll talk about it more but basically the overview on that uh, keynotes was 17 
key players return this season, and the coach Seth Luttrell is continuing to improve their, you know, their gameplay. Apparently, you know, they're they're doing better. So hopefully, they'll get back to bowl games. I'll be so happy. Uh, I remember going to a bowl game a few years ago on New Year's Day, and they won. And I can't remember who they played. Now, isn't that terrible? But it was the only bowl game I ever went to because when I actually attended UNT before I graduated college, they, mm, I think they had just. Yeah, right after I graduated, when they, I think when they first started really getting bowl games. But anyway, um, what else? What else? Okay, Dallas Cowboys is my home team. I'm so nervous. They're playing a big rival tonight, New York Giants. But I'm not sure how the Giants are doing this season. I need to look that up. Um, and the Packers, did y'all see them tie against the Vikings? At the last minute, we thought it was going to be a change-up. Who was winning? Was it Minnesota winning or Packers winning? One of the teams was winning, and then the other team at last minute got like a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and then they ended overtime with a tie at 29, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I like the surprising twist, you know, in the games. Like, it's it's not as predictable as most seasons, which is kind of cool. Oh, and then well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow what's going to happen with Josh Gordon and the Browns. You know, officially his, like, go day, I guess, his contract ending date is tomorrow and I'm really wondering this cause effect because a lot of people are saying they think he might end up coming to my home team the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow so and they might even trade Dak Prescott what do y'all say do you think I'll get to keep my Dak Prescott here I love Dak one of my comedian friends grew up with him all right um oh my gosh there's so much to talk about oh my gosh so I have been watching non-stop no joke all weekend long, every time I'm home, I've been out and about, but every time I'm home or, you know, wherever, I uh, have a chance just to settle down. I can't stop watching music videos and listening at night. Like when I go to sleep at night, I just turn it on, a headset on, and have it like on repeat this album and these music videos by this rapper, this artist, definitely deserves that title, rapper and artist, uh, and more. Amazing guy named Younging Ace. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to tell y'all more about what I learned about him, his background story, his music. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I'll be the first to admit when I, I saw, I'm so, I mean, it kind of sucks because what happened was just awful. And, I, you know, it's one of those, like, you hate that that's how you learn about this rapper artist because something horrible happened in their lives. And I'll explain more later. But at the same time, it was like, Oh, I can't wait to get into this later with y'all, but um, share more about his story. But um, so, you know, sometimes you think, oh, it's just a one hit, right? Like, oh, they probably just hit or miss songs on the album. And so he had this particular song feature called Pain. The music video was featured on YouTube the other day. And so it caught my attention. I was like, you know, that's an interesting title. And then I push play and then like the video starts with his background story. I was like, oh, my gosh, it just you just you just get into it immediately. And then the song itself is just wonderful ways he of expression. And Oh my gosh, this guy has talent. Doesn't miss a beat. And uh, I used to, you know, volunteer teach grief recovery classes after my parents died in 2008. I taught those classes for a long time for several years. And so had over a hundred students. And so I've always been intrigued too, you know, with stories of grief loss and how people cope. And then he, he reminds me of myself cause I'm, you know, like, inspiring comedians so like laugh through the pain kind of so to speak and um yeah he keeps smiling through all the hell he's been through and back and so I'll tell you lots more we're going to give like a music review on his album Life of Betrayal and his two new music videos called Pain and a second one he released not long after that uh called Don't Know Why 
oh my gosh, I like want to tell everybody about this guy and his his rap, his music. Oh my gosh, amazing artist. So shout out to Young Ying Ace. I hope you know you've got. Well, I'm sure you do, but you got a new fan. My name's Shell, and I'm from Fort Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, in the house. I love you. I know I don't know you personally. I hope you don't mind me saying I love you because I really do. I, I've already put you on my prayer list and everything because you're in my heart and my mind, and I feel your music so much. I love how, like, uh, when he released the music video, Pain, and the comments he put, you know, hope you feel this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really do feel this. Like, I can't stop playing that particular song especially, but the whole album is just as good. Like, every song is so good, not just the featured, you know, music video slash song. Ooh, I've only covered all that in 10 minutes. Wow, did good. All right, <laughs> lots to talk about. So call into the show again, switchboard phone number 323-642-1556, and uh, talk about all these training topics and more. Call in, say hello. In the meantime, here's a Let's Go by Bean. Check out her music, beanmusic.com, and find her on, uh, as uh, Noel Bean and artist Bean name on Facebook and YouTube. Enjoy. Be right back. Are you ready?
Oh no, call back. I was on mute and didn't know it. Oh no, call back, call back. Just missed a call. I'm so sorry. I feel awful. I just realized, like, right after I hung up that I think I didn't have my uh, mute button unclicked, which makes me wonder, did, oh, my gosh, did I have my button on mute this entire 15 minutes or just during the song? Usually I click mute when I play a song and then click unmute. And so someone was calling in right when that song was ending, and I just realized that I answered the call but didn't click on mute and so they hung up and now I hate not knowing who called so whoever you are will you please call back look like you were calling through the internet I hate missing calls because I love hearing from y'all all right man I'm so bummed I feel bad ah uh, call back <laughs> please call back I gotta know who it was now you know I don't know if it was my new friend, Nilsner from the Philippines, or if it was Ross Matthews, because I hadn't heard from him in a long time, or maybe, just maybe, I believe in miracles, maybe even Young and Ace was going to call and surprise me. I don't know. You never know. I love him, by the way. I can't stop listening to his music. Um, it could be anyone listening. Oh, I hate that I missed your call. Oh, I just feel terrible. Oh, my gosh. I feel like an idiot, because I didn't realize my mute button was on. Oh my gosh. How embarrassing is that? Okay. I have to get over this embarrassment. <laughs> all right. Um, hmm, where should we start y'all? Well, first of all, let's see what's going on with my Dallas Cowboys game so far. If there's any really update and we should call Jabari, but I'm going to wait to call him because I, I want to give whoever just called a chance to try to call again. So I'm kind of hanging tight on there. Hopes that I'll hear back from whoever you are. Oh, wow. Okay. 64 yards. Dak to Austin. Wow. NFL tweeted this. Oh, wowzers. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Time to eat Zeke. I love that. Kadal's Cowboys tweeted that. Here comes Tank Lawrence. Dallas Cowboys tweeted that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Going back and forth here. Just a moment. Dallas Cowboys versus New York Giants. That is like, I don't know if y'all know, well, you probably know, that's the big rival game. And my Cowboys are actually in the lead in second quarter with 7 minutes, 30 seconds to go. And I got tongue-tied when I was saying 36 seconds to go. Oh, wow. 10-0. Yes. Oh, they're an even match. 0-1. Oh, wow. With one loss stats. Wow. Good match. Usually, you know, uh, maybe that's why it's a big rival game. I don't know. It's a good match, apparently. But I really hope Cowboys win because you all know my theory. When they're winning by halftime, they lose the game because they get overconfident. But they're losing by halftime, they win the game. Well, unfortunately, right now, it looks like they're winning by halftime. But we'll see. We'll see. I know that sounds bad because you want them to, like, consistently win. But then last game, wasn't it the last game, Jabari, my friend said they – we're consistently losing even by halftime and lost the whole game. So maybe they actually will win by halftime and win the whole game. I don't know. I, I just seen this pattern too long, too many years now, last few years, especially with them getting so overconfident. It gets, it just frustrates me. <laughs> okay. 
So that's what's going on over there, apparently. And unfortunately, whoever called has not called back. Uh, keep hanging tight, hoping you will. Um, okay, so that's what's going on over there. And then I want to talk about my alma mater, UNT, in just a moment. I'm going to play one more song and give whoever was calling in another chance. So please call back. Give you just a moment here. In the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and play a song I normally play at the end of the show, but unfortunately, I don't get to hear from my soldier friends as much uh, these days. So please keep Emmy and Air Force and Screaming Eagle soldiers and Army and the rest of the military and veterans and all their loved ones serving uh, in the States as well as overseas, all in your thoughts and prayers, please. And my dear soldier friends, many I've lost over these last several years um, up in heaven now. I'm thinking of y'all too. So on that note, I'm dedicating this to all of y'all, military veterans and your loved ones, because I can never say thank you enough for all you all do. Here is Time to Go Home, but my favorite band, Michael Franti Spearhead, and oh my gosh, how could I forget to announce awesome, great news. If you hadn't heard already, Mr. Franti and his wife, Sara, had a baby boy born, I believe, uh, September 10th. Their wedding anniversary is like September 12th. It all happened... Just this past week, they have a baby boy named Taj Body. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. T-A-J and then B-A-D-I. Gorgeous baby boy. I am so excited for them. So congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Franti and the rest of your family. I'm going to read this real quick and then I'll play the song. Uh, But Mr. Franti posted kind of like a Twitter thread and it says here, um, and if you do call in, hang tight. I will get to you as soon as I can. So if you call in, don't hang up. Please don't hang up. Um, it says here, we're thrilled to have finally met face-to-face with the little dude we've been cherishing in our hearts and Belly and Sarah's case <laughs> for the past nine months. Taj Body Franti was born at 6.22 a.m. on September 10th, weighing in at a sturdy 9 pounds, 13 ounces, and 22 inches in length. His first name is Taj. It's the Persian word for crown. Middle name body is B A D I is the name his great grandfather's uncle Sarah's mom's side and dad's side, both of whom were joyful and kind men who also happened to be very tall, lived very humble lives while facing religious persecution for being on the uh, Baha'i faith in Iran. They both were forced to stand up for their beliefs and bestowed in their children great examples of sacrificing for family and a love of education. It's also a Persian name meaning incomparable or beautiful. We've been going through the excitement and challenges of newborn parenting and savoring every squeal, smile, grunt, cry, sneeze, diaper, fart, middle of the night soothing and feeding of this precious new addition to our family. We're incredibly, all incredibly grateful for each of your well wishes, prayers, and messages of encouragement. Uh, also says, Sarah and I believe in raising children that can see the beauty and the differences of others, have kindness and empathy for those who come from different life experiences and are willing to go the extra step, mile or smile, to succeed at their own dreams, stand up courageously for those in need, and be their author of life. Oh, thank you all for playing the roles that you do as part of this new little soul rocker's extended family. Now we're going to get back to the joy of falling in love with this little guy. Hashtag stay human. Hashtag Taj Franti. Oh, isn't he just a cute? So you can follow Michael Franti on Twitter, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-F-R-A-N-T-I. Tell him Shell said hi. He and I are both reunited adoptees have a lot in common, actually, we've discovered over the years. And, um, so, so happy for them. Congrats again, Mr. and Mrs. Franti and all the Franti family and, and the fellow 
fans we call full rocker family. All right. On that note, here finally is Time to Go Home by Michael Frattis Spearhead. And once again, I dedicate this to all military veterans and your loved ones.
I hate that I missed that call because whoever called has still not called back and I still hadn't figured out who it was. So will you please call back? <laughs> so I know who who you were and hear your thoughts and all. All right. Uh, so if, and if, if anyone else wants to call in, let me remind you again, the switchboard phone number here, area code 323-642-1556. Or again, like the person called earlier, you can call through the internet through, uh, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. Just remember Shell spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. And then uh, just make sure you got your like mic and headset, all that set up so we can hear each other and all that. And I'll try to make sure to unclick mute because apparently I forgot and they hung up. Sorry about that again. I have, I usually click the mute button when I have a song going and Unfortunately, they called us into that song. Well, anyway, I don't have to keep repeating what happened. Y'all know what happened. All right. <laughs> okay. Just got to remember to welcome Pianki, hanging out in the Pianki in the uh, chat room. Love him. Great guy. Always gives great insight. All right. So tons of topics tonight from Hurricane Florence to the Weather Channel reporter guy, Mike Cecil, accused of faking strong winds. Uh, Big Brother, my favorite reality TV show going on. Uh, tonight, of course, Dallas Cowboys versus New York Giants, plus other NFL games and college football games. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, and of course, um, also want to talk about my alma mater, UNT's win versus Arkansas with Keegan Brewer doing the fake fair catch. We'll talk a little more about that. And I most definitely can't wait to dig deeper and share my thoughts and music review on rapper Youngin Ace's album Life of Betrayal and his two new music videos called Pain and Don't Know Why. So I don't even know where to start. Where should, where should I dig next, Pianki? He's in the chat room with me. Which topic would you like me to uh, share now? My thoughts on and you can call in if you want to and share. I'll let you choose next topic out of those choices. Or is there another topic you are interested in uh, discussing tonight? And there's always lots going on when it comes to trending topics from news to sports to entertainment stories, any of those. He says, whatever, I guess up to me. Okay, well, for grins, let's talk a little more about, um, let's see what people are saying on Twitter here, about my alma mater UNT game with the fake (laughs) fair catch. Oh, that was crazy. He basically caught the ball and then just stopped thinking, you know, okay, you know, so it's a halt. And then all of a sudden he runs across the field and scores a touchdown. That's called, technically it's called a fake fair catch punt return touchdown. I'm going to retweet this so y'all can see it from FA underscore UNT. <laughs> oh my goodness me. The alumni Jerry Jones has instructed Jason Garrett to add the UNT fake fair catch play to the team's game plan map. Mostly just tweeted. Oh, that's oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So that was something else. And then I also was talking about um earlier, barely but surely I was talking earlier about the Cleveland Browns because oh 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 side note, sorry, before I jump onto that back into the Browns topic. Uh just so y'all know, FYI, it, this the coach knew all about this whole fake fair catch play uh the part of the UNT's uh, football team's game plan it was it was actually worked on for a whole week can you believe that so it wasn't like this player just decided to psych out on his own and the the coach got mad nothing like that just uh, 
Byer Chad Morris, also known as Byer Burt, said, crazy what good coaching or preparation can do. Seth Luttrell is the name of the coach, UNT coach, my alma mater, Goming Green, and I'm really excited. They're um, putting up a, what do you call it, like a statue of Mean Joe Green. I went to homecoming a few years ago, and he was there, and I cried because I'd always wanted to see him in person. I didn't physically, like, actually get to say hello and meet him, but it was great just to even see him, and he gave an awesome speech before the game began. It was great. It was awesome. So, so I'm really thrilled they're doing that. Um, but, yeah, so I, I I do agree. You know, I was digging deeper earlier uh, today to figure out the cause effect of how UNT is improving and I think it's awesome. You know, 17 key players returning. That's rare to have that many. Well, not, well, yeah, it is kind of rare. I mean, even in college, it's four years, but still 17, you know, because a lot of them, you know, are seniors graduate, come and go, transition, or transfer out or quit, whatever it may be. So, I, I mean, it's just the cards are in the favor right now for UNT, luckily. I mean, they've got 17 key players returning this season. They were already starting to improve a lot last season. Uh, the same coach, you know, so Seth Luttrell, uh, you know, they're saying is, is, you know, improving as well, you know, game strategy and all, apparently. I mean, I've never seen that type of fake out before. <laughs> I know there's other type fake outs they've done many times and football games, college and NFL, but that I hadn't seen it done like that before. Have y'all, that was pretty interesting. I've got to say. All right. So uh, anyway, um, that was pretty cool. So congrats again to my alma mater, UNT. And I mean, this is a huge deal. Y'all got to understand they call it, uh, what is it? SEC school. Do you know, uh, Pianchi, what they call it in college football, the SEC league, like certain type of colleges in the SEC league that, it's been, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to even <laughs> confess this back to y'all about my own alma mater. Let me see if I can find it because I'm trying to remember what year it was. Um, <laughs> so embarrassing. But this is what, another reason why it's such a big deal that they, they won is uh, <laughs> I haven't beaten a Power 5 conference team, an SEC, <laughs> SEC excuse me, team. And uh, um. Let's just say a very, very long time. <laughs> a really long time. <laughs> they hadn't beaten a pair of five conference teams since knocking off Indiana in 2011. Uh, the Mean Green are just four to 36 all time against teams for this, from the Southeastern Conference, and two of those wins came from via forfeit in the 1970s against Mississippi state oh my goodness me this is according to Denton R excuse me Denton RC ah, Denton RC.com it's like the website for Denton Record Chronicle newspaper oh my goodness me <laughs> oh wow Mean Green finished with 68 rushing yards on 43 carries against SMU they played uh, SMU and Carnet Ward uh, their two prior games and averaged 3.6 yards per carry last week against the Carnet Ward. So, you know, they, they were they were gradually improving. And then, of course, this Arkansas game just took them over the edge. All right. So let's move on to Cleveland Browns and Josh Gordon. I want to hear your thoughts. Bianchi, will you share your thoughts on that? What do you think will happen? Do you think do you think the rumor is true? Do you think Josh Gordon's gonna end up on my home team here and Dallas Cowboys team? What are you saying? Do you think that Prescott's really gonna be traded off to the Browns or what? I just really, really on edge waiting to see what's gonna happen here. 
Mm-mm-mm. Mm. Josh Gordon, nicknamed Flash. Hmm. So if y'all hadn't heard what happened, hmm. this is on ESPN. The team announced Cleveland Browns, basically, uh, with Josh's says here, with Josh Gordon's troubled tenure with the Cleveland Browns coming to an end, the talented wide receiver has two places where he hopes to land if he is traded. A source told ESPN's Adam Schaefer, either San Francisco 49ers or Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> Bianchi said he doesn't really know football nor basketball. He's a baseball man. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we have Texas Rangers here. Gotcha. All right. Um, you sound like my sister, by the way. My first sister, Jana. She, that's her and her husband. They they don't really watch anything but baseball, too. <laughs> I like most sports for the most part. The only one that I'm, like, picky about is I'd rather play basketball than watch it because I get bored watching it. I'd rather play basketball. But the rest of sports, I'm kind of cool with watching. Well, actually, tennis, I kind of prefer, prefer to play, but I like watching it. But basketball, I have a hard time watching it for some reason. It just makes me want to get up and play it (laughs) yeah a little tidbit about me embarrassing confessions of shell when I was in sixth grade I tried out for the basketball team and I didn't make it and I was devastated and I never tried out again so I just grew up playing basketball with my neighbor across the street there you go (laughs) I love basketball (laughs) anyway back to Josh Gordon and the Cleveland Browns update so far okay uh so the team announced Saturday night that it intends to release the former Pro Bowl wide receiver on Monday which of course tomorrow Uh, multiple league sources told Schefter on Saturday that they believe Cleveland will trade Gordon before Monday adding teams are already calling the Browns wow wow source told Schefter on Sunday today that the Browns prefer to trade Gordon out of the AFC Mm-mm-mm. Very interesting. Um, so he's had some trouble in the past. A lot of people are asking. This is this where it gets a little confusing. Let me see if I can find it here. The the reason. Okay. So the Browns declared Gordon out earlier Saturday because of a hamstring injury and left him in Cleveland before the team departed for New Orleans to play the Saints on Sunday. He had not been on the injury report all week. Gordon hurt the hamstring at a promotional shoot, not at practice. The event was not sponsored by the team, but was for a line of products, possibly clothing, that the wide receiver was endorsing, the source said. Uh, Gordon, age 27, had missed three weeks of training camp this summer to undergo counseling and treatment and recently said he was in a good place mentally and physically. Um, And I guess this is referring to, like, substance abuse. I think I missed a whole important paragraph in this article, so forgive me. Let me backtrack for a moment here. Let's see. Um, yeah, it looks like it's not like actually confirmed. It's just saying because he had messed up in the past, he had multiple drug violations in the past four seasons, and then, you know, he had done all this counseling and stuff, trying to get him on track. And then this whole thing recently um, with the hamstring injury not happening at practice with this promotional thing, got him was just kind of questioning, like, you know, something up again with him. And so I guess it was just a cause effect, you know, sadly. But I do hope the best for him. I believe in second, third million chances. Like, I always want the best for somebody, you know. 
Well, the other interesting aspect of this story is Des Bryant, of course, who is a former Cowboys player. Uh, Cleveland brought in free agent. Yeah, and he's a free agent, quote unquote. Uh, Cleveland brought in free agent Des Bryant for a visit last month during training camp, but the two sides failed to reach a deal. So it kind of makes you wonder if they're going to try to renegotiate and bring Des Bryant in now since they're letting go. You know, Josh Gordon or trade him for Dak Prescott with the Cowboys. I don't know. It's just really wonder what's going to happen now. <laughs> Um, do y'all watch that reality show? Is it HBO? The the Browns, the Cleveland Browns reality series. It's so good. And they had the episode where Des Bryant actually comes in, meets with the coach and everything. I wonder if they've been filming when this whole thing with Josh Gordon went down. Oh my gosh. I just thought of that. That would be so, I would definitely watch that episode later. You know, because I always want to know, like, the other side of the story. Like, I'd want to see what was really going on for, with him and his mind and thoughts and just all that, you know, different perspective, point of view. Okay, I have got to take a break for a moment, so I'm going to play a song for y'all. I'll be right back. Thank you again, Pianchi, for hanging in the chat room with me. And uh, we've got lots more to talk about. So, again, if you want to call in, 323-642-1556. And if you're listening, whoever called at the beginning of the show, please call back. I'm so sorry. I feel awful about missing your call. I didn't really technically miss your call. I just didn't realize I had the mute button on. I am terribly sorry. (sighs) Okay. Uh, 323-642-1556 or call through the internet via blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. Oh, and you can always tweet me live during the show at coffee talk WC to share your thoughts there. I'll read your tweets live on air. Just keep it family friendly, clean, please. All I have. In the meantime, I'll play a song for you. Uh, so, and don't forget if you have any training topics you want to call and talk about, please do. And, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. You know what? Instead of a song, I'm going to do a compilation. Um, I usually do it at the end of the show, but I'm kind of changing it up tonight because I've got a lot of new listeners lately. So if you're a new listener, um, this podcast has been on, on, off and on, but on since February 2009. I kind of took hiatus break after uh, losing some family stuff for a bit, but got, got back to it a while back. Uh, anyway, so what I do is I play this compilation. It's like snippets of uh, past interviews along with some music with Brandon Hilton in between and it'll just give you a feel of kind of like the variety of topics and interviews you know because I always say why I named why the talk show name and the 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 slogan motto is coffee talk with shell where there's always variety in life is because I never want to be limited I always want to be limitless like on the topics and guest interviews you know all that good stuff and more whatever I decide to do with the path it takes you know, with the podcast and all so anyway um and if you're a loyal listener appreciate you too and new listeners as well um so either take it <laughs> i guess take a memory a walk down memory lane with me or um get to know me either way or you know the podcast i appreciate y'all listening and here we go and then um so i'm going to play this for a few minutes and then when i come back of course we'll talk lots more about trying topics and i will promise to do my best to keep watching that switchboard and not click mute <laughs> or you know make sure i unclick mute if you call in okay so again switchboard phone number and you call in even when music's playing just hang tight and i'll get to you as soon as i can oh we got a phone number hold on here one minute hello caller you're on air three four what three one four air code what's your name where are you calling from this pianki how are you doing tonight hi pianki i'm so happy you called in i should have recognized your area code i'm sorry <laughs> i'm good well, how are you doing I'm doing fine. You know, I wanted to make a comment, and it has to do with the 
economics and the president's policies, I want you to hang with me because people don't understand. I hear people making these assertions that terrorists are not good, but let me give you an example. What city do you live in, by the way? Do you live near a port? Fort Worth. No, so you got Dallas, Port- Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. So you got ports down there on the in the Delta region where ships come in. Oh right, okay, on, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now you see those big cranes, those things that stick up. I mean, they stick out and they hang over the ships. Those are what yeah. you call. Those what you call uh, ship to shore cranes. Okay, now the United States ports are in very bad shape. They need to be modernized. And the reason they need to be modernized is because the ships are getting bigger, which is naturally because the more that you can carry on a ship, the more profit that it would be made. I mean, the cheaper overall. And 80% or even higher of the goods that consumers consume in the United States come in through your ports. So U.S. ports need to be modernized, whereas they can accept these bigger ships. They're going to come. Now, this is where Trump's tariffs is good. I was looking at the the ports in Virginia, and they are modernizing, and they bought, I believe, five or six of those big cranes, and they bought them from Singapore. Now, here's the thing. If all the ports in the U.S. have to modernize, we shouldn't be buying cranes from Singapore. Those cranes should be made in the United States just by putting American workers back to work. And that's where these terrorists come in. You should put a tariff on those purchases in Singapore, which is force people to buy from U.S. sources. Aid that's going to those countries should be withheld and should be provided for startup businesses that's going to be doing manufacturing in the maritime area. Even our maritime fleet, our merchant, our maritime fleet, uh, the majority of the ships that they use are foreign built. And, you know, another thing, in order to cut down on emissions and to conserve energy, about 30% of ships that are being built are designed with technology so that when they pull up to a berth, they can connect to shore via an electric plug and supply the electric that the ship needs, thus by cutting off its engine and not running generators and, you know, polluting the air. And it would mm-hmm. help conserve on fuel. Now, those plugs... Wow. Those plugs are made in China. They should be made in the United States. The other things that's associated with the running of a port, they should be made in the United States, putting people back to work. And we're talking about billions of dollars because I think Virginia is spending over $1.4 billion to do its remodeling. And if you were to multiply that by the number of ports in the country that needs to be reworked, not only them, the railroads, the bridges, and so on and so on and so on. So that's why, you know, we got to put back, we got to put people back to work in mm-hmm. jobs like welding, uh, layouts, 
uh, cutting and not college-related jobs, but jobs that have been entitled blue-collar jobs that have been a backbone in this country for a long time. Do you follow yeah. I do, and those going to sound kind of a weird crossover here, but of all places, Big Brother, I actually learned part of what you're saying there. Uh, Sam is a, a, a lady contestant on the show, right? And she's a welder, mm-hmm. and she she explained why she decided to do the job was because she was saying that uh, the, the older generation, especially the, the men welders, are dying out. I mean, it's like it's going away and, and people nowadays don't even know how to do those type jobs. I mean, there's some, but not nearly as many as before and why, you know, they've been struggling to, to recruit those type jobs and, you know, got pretty good pay for it and such, but it, it was like an eye opener to me. So no, I totally get that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Point. Yeah. Yes. And I get on Twitter and I tweet, tweet Donald Trump mm-hmm. and tell him ex- exactly what I told you. And hopefully, you know, they will move toward this because America needs that. We don't even build ships no more. Like I said before, wow. the Merchant Marine, the mm-hmm. Merchant Marine is the people that uh, control the ports, that uh, patrol the port area. And uh, Merchant Marines are like the ones that provide the transportation for uh, your Marine forces when they do whatever it is that they got to do. Uh, those ships that they use are all made in foreign countries, and that's totally ridiculous. We need to get back to doing it ourselves, and like I said before, where we can put people back to work and keep that money in the United States. Definitely. And remind me, before you go, remind me what was the percentage again for the ships that they used that? Oh, uh, the new like ships. For, uh-huh. The new ships, about 30% of them are being outfitted for whereas when they pull up to shore, will pull up to their berth that they can connect to electrical connection that will provide the electricity to operate and keep the ship, you know, in a go mode rather than running the engines, the diesel engine, burning fuel and spewing out emissions. The same way it is with your airplane. You know, when you Mm -hmm. in the, uh, your airplane and it hooks up to that uh, portable and he cuts off the engine. and Yeah. So that's the same thing. Gotcha. Oh, great insight. I, I I love it when you call in. I always learn something new. Thank you so much well, for sharing. I learn things from you also, so it's, it's a trade-off. Well, thanks. Back and forth. Uh, yes. Yeah, we all okay, learn from I'll let you get back to you. <laughs> I'll let you get back to your show. Okay, keep listening. Thank you. I will. Bye-bye. Oh, I love him. He always makes me, like, think about something I hadn't thought of before. You know what I mean? Like, another point of view or another different topic. I love that. That was really interesting, too. All right. So we've got over an hour to plenty of time to call and say hello. Uh, Again, that switchboard phone number, 323, area code 323-642-1556. Again, call 323-642-1556 or call through the Internet at blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. Just push that button that says click to talk. Make sure you got your mic and headset all uh, hooked up so we can hear each other. (laughs) And I'll make sure my mute button's on click. And I'm going to go ahead and play those uh, compilation of the snippets from uh, past interviews along with the music by Brandon Hilton. And after that, we'll get back to some more trending topics. Be right back. Enjoy. Coffee in Texas. I'm going to give it one more Ah. chance, actually. I'm on my way to lunch, and I'm going to give it one more chance, but... I can't wait to get back to fresh beans in California. 
Oh, see, Starbucks is my favorite here. So I was like, no, I host Coffee Talk with Shell, and he doesn't like the coffee here in Dallas. That's I mean, terrible. You know what, though? No, I haven't had Starbucks here. I've had That's the problem. From, I just want yeah, chocolate I mean, mocha. you got to get, get some it. good coffee besides Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I make really good coffee, so hey. South Carolina is home, but Dallas is home too. I have, I just, I consider I have two homes, you know. And one, I mean, there's more family. There's a different kind of family. We each have two families, you know. I have family here and I have family there, but it's two different kinds of families. Like, this is like the monster family. <laughs> home is like Dallas. the Beverly Hillbilly family. Yeah, my name is Ross from Los Angeles, California. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God, this is Ross Matthews. <laughs> it is. Oh How are God. you? I'm shaking. I love you. Oh, yeah. you're so cute. We all dream, but nobody listens. But if you love it and you embrace it and you just, you know, you're fearless, then, you know, it's a great thing. And in our dreams we That inspired me to write Midnight Cabaret. We all have the money, have the money. There was a lot of attention, but then it kind of cooled down. And we all drive the nicest cars. I mean, like motto in life is just to have fun and just, um, you know, enjoy life. And, and it took so long to realize that something was missing. For this book to be a movie, that's my next big dream. That's Is there everything that you would hope would make you feel so good? You know, I was really excited and you know a, a little bit nervous as far as like the crowd and stuff, but um, it was it was awesome and I, and I had a ball performing and um, just you know meeting new people and meeting football players. It was it was a, it was a dream come true. Is there everything that you would hope would make you and uh, I found that, uh, you know, telling Sean's story is not only helping me heal, but it also helps me spread the word that this stuff, the things that's happening with Sean, uh, which is happening every day in this country, should never, ever have to happen again. Good, good. I, I say to her, you, you are so beautiful. You are that child that just went, that you're that person that just went through so much, but it's okay. Hey, you, so these are the new stories of our time, which is sort of my, my hope for the future. Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Who's calling in from where? Hello, this is Ross from Los Angeles. Hi, Ross, how are you doing? Is this really Ross? No one can call in and pretend to be me because this, this boy.
an instrument <laughs> and a gift. <laughs> so I don't know if it's rep- You have to find a very, very brave woman to replicate this voice. Would you still love me if I was the only, not leaving you lonely? Thank you, everyone listening, and to you, Shell, for watching it. It just means the world to me. And so you said time to call Shell. So I'm so glad you picked awesome. up. And a hi to everyone listening. You think that you know me, so why don't you show me who I am to you? Susie, you know hey. my bio mom. Uh, oh, I'm going to be among the dying. I'm clouded by mystery. We could make history. I'll teach you what they do. They weren't spending their time there you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And would you believe me? No reason to leave me. Don't give me the third degree. They were laughing. They were enjoying their time. Everyone that I ever talked to was so inspiring to me. Upcoming artist, and her name is Bean. I am here, Shell. Thank you so much for having me. And on a show like this where I get to talk live and it goes through like a radio on the internet. It's so cool to me. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Mom told me she was like, whenever you came out of the womb, you, you came out singing hallelujah. So being able to finally release music to the public, it's like the most freeing feeling ever. You wanted to shave your head, and I was like, don't you dare. I know. Yeah, you I and your stepfather wanted to shave your head. I said, don't oh, no. you dare shave your head. <laughs> I would have, and that's why I came up with the pink wig idea. The pink wig. You, and then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. The video that you made with the pink wig on. Her name is Grace Doe Bush. My favorite books of all time now is called Perusing, Crafts and Art Section, and it's called Crafty Superstar. <laughs> I'm always just really, really bored if I don't have a project. <laughs> Not necessarily all fun and glitter and sparkles all the time. There's a lot of hard work. Calling so my daughter could talk to Santa Claus. Hi, Santa. Oh, hello, Leah. How are you? Good. You know, Rudolph is sitting right next to me. He said hi, you know. I love seashells and coffee, hence my talk show named Coffee Talk with Shell. In 2009, it's been a huge journey, blessing in my life. I've interviewed many celebrities, uh, some via phone, some in person. Uh, Super Bowl came here in 2010, and that was probably one of my biggest pivotal moments in my talk show uh, journey. Life-size corn maze, and you have to find your way out. Quick way I can make a gingerbread cookie? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can go out and buy the, the store-bought gingerbread mixes and just... Um, <laughs> and just <laughs> it just mixes up together and, and <laughs> bake you in the oven. You told me. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a gingerbread mix, Shell. It's easy as that. Oh, my goodness. Always fun to look back. I hope you all enjoyed that, too. Uh, still got a whole hour to go. Plenty of time to call and say hello. 323-642-1556. 
uh, thank you, Press 1, to talk live on air. Just listen to the prompts. Uh, let's see here, doing uh, trending topics tonight. Uh, we've talked a lot about NFL, college football for the most part. Um, well, not for the most part, but, I mean, we've mentioned here and there. Uh, Dallas Cowboys looks like DeMarcus Ware's doing amazing gameplay tonight so far, helping the Dallas Cowboys score some points uh, against their big-time rival, New York Giants. Talked about my alma mater, University of North Texas, Gomin Green, winning against Arkansas Razorbacks the other day. I think it was just yesterday. Anyway, and the viral play, viral video of UNT uh, football player, Keegan Brewer doing the fake fair catch. I don't remember the whole term, but fake fair catch play or punt return, however you say it. Uh, (laughs) Oh my goodness me. Uh, And we have Pianchi call in. Thank you again. That was very interesting insight. Talking about the benefits. Um, He always has like a contrary point of view, which I love Uh, benefits with the ports and the terrace. And I love how he, you know, reaches out to Trump, tweets him himself with his thoughts and, and advice. You, you never really know who's listening. I mean, it doesn't hurt to, to put put your thoughts and ideas out there in the universe. Seriously. I mean, I, I know it's going to sound silly, but I noticed like, okay, and this may or may not be cause effect, but it just, to me, the timing of it made me wonder. So my favorite band is Michael Franti of Spearhead, right? And I, to this day, still wish and hope one day, I don't think they've actually met, and if they have, I hope they meet again, but I really want Michael Franti Spearhead to duet at least one song, collab, at least the lead singer Michael Franti and the lead singer Blue October, Blue October, uh, they're from here from Texas, South Texas, so a few hours away from them, but anyway, um, I've met both guys, both bands, love both and they have so much in common. You know, they both have bands. They both travel with their families. You know, they've got babies now and um, wives and family-oriented men. And uh, been in their bands a long time, 20-plus years, traveling the road. And, you know, uh, weren't known at first. And they got known. And I, it was just, I don't know, they just have a lot in common. And both of them, especially not just that, but they both went from, kind of like a, not want to say controversial, well, kind of, um, how do you say this? Like, you know, when you're younger, especially uh, for musicians and they want to put out their thoughts or, you know, kind of like protest type songs, you know, like protest war songs, that kind of stuff and other stuff too. And you can tell, like, if you go back in the archives and listen to each of their band and music, especially their, the the ones, the songs they wrote themselves, the Michael Franti and, and Justin Furstenfeld. And like, just first of all, did this whole tour called, album called like Angry, I think it was like uh, Angry, was it Angry Man or Any Man in America? When he was going through a divorce, having trouble getting custody of his kids. You know, he would like go to the um, airport for, you know, the weekend visit. He would travel from, like, Texas to Nebraska, and the the ex-wife wouldn't be there. He wouldn't get to see his daughter for who knows how long. Like, very frustrating stuff, you know, like that. And then Michael Franti being, um, he's he's part part Caucasian and part African-American, but, you know, he's, uh, has dealt with a lot of appearing as an African-American with um, being arrested just because he looked like a guy that happened to not be him for murder while he was in the car going to the movies with his son. Think crazy stuff like that, you know? Can you imagine? So, uh, so yeah. So they both, you know, have had like oh, kind of like 
anger songs and you know understandably and the music's just as good don't get me wrong um but they each have grown so much as men and artists and family men fathers and husbands and and both now have like these really I want to say totally happy but you know uplifting positive messages and their music and uh any man in America yeah that was the name of his album and tour um and I just anyway I'm getting off track but I really would love for them to meet one day anyway so I tell them you know you know on Twitter like I put the thought out there a few times here and there I don't know if it'll happen but uh, but I did notice one thing after I did it, and it may be a coincidence, may not be, I don't know. But I know that they've noticed each other, at least the, the Justin First of all, because on his YouTube playlist, I noticed there was a, a particular music video by Michael Barty Spearhead called I'll Be Waiting that he had liked and put on a playlist. I was like, oh, that's good. And then not long after I had mentioned how I wish they would meet and collab and all that, uh, when I went to the next Blue October concert, it was the first time I ever saw Justin Firstfield interact with the crowd during the concert. I mean, he's always interacted like on stage, but he actually got into the crowd like during one song, which is Michael Franti is very notorious for, you know, very extremely interactive throughout his shows here and there. Uh, anyway, so you never know. You put thought out there, idea, you, you never know who's listening, what might happen. So it doesn't hurt to try, right? Whew, breathe, y'all. <laughs> so much on my mind. Um, okay. So I wish I could play this music, but I don't have music rights or all that. But I I feel in my heart compelled to share this particular story. It's so compelling. It's so heart-wrenching and touching. I I have to share it with you about a rapper named Younging Ace and his new album and the story behind the music. I mean, wow. That was going to sound strange, okay? But hear, hear, hear me out for a moment here. And Emmy, I think I just saw you. Give me a second here. Emmy, bottom line finder, I think I just saw Emmy pop in the chat room and go out. That's why if you if you hear me, I love you, sis. I miss you, Emmy and Air Force. I hope you can come back and say hi in the chat room. Hang out. There you are. Hi, Emmy. Hi, Emmy. I miss you, sis. How are you doing? Please keep her in your prayers, y'all. She's been serving overseas. Ah, so while I wait to hear from her, um. Okay, so it's going to be kind of an analogy, kind of not. Okay, so y'all remember the whole not long ago Thailand cave rescue story, right? You know, the soccer team, the Wild Boars soccer team and their coach were, you know, missing, stuck, and stranded in a cave for so many days until they were rescued. And then even when they were found, they had to wait to be rescued to get actually out and pray that they all lived, and they did, and it was a miracle. It was amazing. Okay, and... The other part of that story was that they knew they weren't really supposed to go in there. Like they, you know, they all apologized. Like all, each boy, like at the press conference at the hospital when they, right, you know, the day they were released from the hospital, each took turns saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't tell my mom and dad I was going to the cave. That's so I was just going to soccer practice, all that kind of stuff, right?" And it taught me like so many lessons of humility and forgiveness and patience and and faith and hope and love and and I was just so deeply touched by this story. Well, now more recently is another story I feel compelled to share with y'all and music too. Well, I can't play the music, but I can encourage you to look it up <laughs> on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram, all that. Find Younging Ace. So his rapper name is Younging Ace. It's Y-U-N-G-E-E-N. And then the second 
word of his name is A-C-E, Younging Ace. And that's his full name on Twitter, Younging Ace. Tell him Shell said, hi, I would love to meet you. I'd love to interview you. <laughs> All right. So okay. give me just a second here. Uh, all right. Okay, sorry, I'm toggling back and forth for just a moment here. I apologize. All right. Uh, Mess2x underscore on Twitter says, Young Ace easily became one of my favorite artists. Same here. Totally relate. <laughs> I mean, first song, first music video I just see a day ago, and now I can't stop listening to his whole al- entire album called Life of Betrayal. So I'm going to give you the background story and then Zeke. Z- dig into the dive into uh, more about his music okay so well this is what caught my attention okay so i'm on youtube you know how like you just get on youtube and they have like featured trending uh videos and so trending music video was a song called pain by young ace and it turns out it's about physical pain as well as emotional pain you know mental and oh it's deep okay so the way it starts out catches your attention because it's like an actual news video footage clip and it's of him and it and it threw me off because you hear them say that he's the lone the only lone survivor of a quadruple shooting but then you see that he's in jail and you're like wait a minute he was the one shot and the other three with him died he's the only one that survived why in the world is he in, why did you go why did you send him from a hospital to a jail and then i had to know more about his story and of course i let the music video continue and listen to the lyrics and the music and oh my gosh i was in tears i was just like this is really deep and this this guy has so much talent potential not just because of what he went through like he already had talent he was already starting to get known you know had labels uh, he signed to a label a cinematic he's from jacksonville florida and he, you know, he's all about loyalty to his brothers. Um, whew, all right. It's, it's trying to figure out where to start with this. Okay, so his background story. Um, he's from Jacksonville, Florida. And I kind of learned through his music slash uh, some of his interviews too, parts of his life story. So basically, things, main points I learned was one that he grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. And then he has 11 brothers or had 11 brothers growing up with him. And, um, but even then, you know, like, unfortunately, when, like, the rent was doing stuff, he's been on the streets, like, you know, just trying to survive, help pay the bills, they'd be evicted, go place to place, his brothers and his mom and him. And, uh, you know, so that's kind of how he started out young, I think age 11 or so, I think is when that started. I'm not exactly sure, time frame. And he's still young. He's, I think he just turned 20 not long ago. So young. Okay. So the other two parts of the story that go into this news clip part of the first part of, like, his music video where I'm all confused. Like, why would they – why is he there? Like, everyone's, like, you know, confused, you know, that, like me that don't know much about him or just learning about him thanks to this amazing music video and song featured. So – couple things. I'm going to tell you what happened and then why they arrest him all that. And just, I can't even imagine going through something like this. I can't, cannot even begin to fathom. All right. So on June 5th, and this is on XXLMAG.com, uh, it says tragedy strikes 
Jacksonville, Florida on Tuesday, June 5th, when uh, four young men were shot. I'm going to kind of paraphrase this. Paraphrase it. Uh, four young men were shot while leaving Jacksonville's Wasabi Japanese Steakhouse in the city's St. John's Town Center. And of the group, group excuse me, only Youngie Ace, the Florida rapper with a growing buzz, survived. According to CBS Jacksonville affiliate, the deceased victims include the following his brother Trayvon Bullard, age 18, of Orange Park, Florida, uh, Royal Devon Smith Jr., age 18, of Jacksonville, and Jacoby Deshad. Groover, age 19, of Orange Park. Now, I think Trayvon was his blood brother, because when you listen to the song, it says he lost his best friend, his blood brother, and his mud, how do you say, murd mud brother, which is, I think, like his music brother, you know, hanging out and such. Um, could you imagine? I can't even imagine. Okay. His real name is Keontae Bullard. Mm. Whew. All right. And so, uh, in a series of posts, Youngie uploaded, the rapper Youngie uploaded to his Instagram account and claims that he was shot eight times while attempting to shield his friends from a hell of bullets. Eight shots to my body, God still got me here, he wrote in one part of his IG Instagram story. Another, he indicates that he attempted to shield one of his friends, someone he calls 23 during the attack. I believe that was his blood brother that he called 23. They all had, you know, nicknames. Um, an extended look at Youngie's Instagram story helps rein in the tragedy. There are photos of the rapper's friends hanging out, enjoying what looks like a summer day. And remember, this happened June 5th. In other clips, there's actual footage of his friends while they were alive. In a touching note, Youngie also claims to have been contacted by Young Boyd for broke again after the horrific shooting. He provides screenshots of the FaceTime call, which does in fact include Young Boy, uh, NBA underscore Young Boy's Twitter name. Call me told me I got to power. Youngin reports that Mr. Kane also called him after the shooting. Oh, man. Watch the news story for the shooting, which police say was the result of an ongoing dispute between Youngin's friends and another group of people. And to this day, I, last I read, I hope they have found the, the, the shooter. But last I read, they had not yet even know who the shooter was. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This happened June 5th, and they haven't even arrested found and arrested the shooter like this is horrific okay so i'm just going to paraphrase kind of what i read from these inter interviews and and through song lyrics and and youtube comments and such i'm going to kind of put it together here what happened and if i'm wrong feel free to call in and correct me i will not be offended because i'm still learning as i go here but from what i understand basically all this went down and he, you know, he's the lone survivor at the hospital. They tell him the other three didn't make it. He has to tell the other three mothers. Could you imagine that? He talks about that in one of his songs, The Pain, that talks about that, the song lyrics, that and uh, the Don't Know Why song. Oh, thought song to uh, Pain. Oh, music videos. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine, right? Okay. So on top of that, imagine that you're you're in the car with your best friend, your blood brother, and your, your other brother, close friend, you know? And you're all being shot at, and you try to shield one of them, and they all three die. They don't make it, and you do. And you go to the hospital, and you get treated, and then leave. And then he, he goes to uh, the probation office to ask to be relocated to, to get safe. You know, like, I got to get out of town. I need to be transferred. I need to move out of this town, right? Jacksonville, Florida, where, he, where this all happened. Don't blame him a bit. And they're like, yeah, sure, okay, we'll prove it. Great. And next thing you know, right after that, they turn around and arrest him for a probation violation because it turns out that he had another incident happen prior that 
not Sam. I understand. We, this is where I'm going back to the Tiling Cave story saying, be humbled, forgiveness, because we've all made mistakes. And I believe in second, third million chances. I want always best for anybody. And I think this is definitely a wake up call for anyone to go through something so horrific like this. So imagine all this happening. And he still has bullets in him, by the way. They hadn't even taken all the bullets out at this point. Like he left the hospital, but he still has some bullets left in him. Not all all of them are out. Um, goes pro- probation officer realizing he needs to request a move to get in safe, you know, be a safe area. And they approve it. And the next thing they know, no, he, they, they arrest him, say we've got probation violation because it turns out he was at a gun club. I don't know what we call it, like a gun club called Shooters, where he was, I guess, like a store or whatever. It's like, I, I don't know if you're like shopping around or, or doing one of those, um, what do you call them, like target shooting? I don't know exactly. From what I read, he wasn't actually shooting the gun. He was just holding it. Like, you know, kind of like when you shop and you look for a dress. And you want to like decide what dress you like. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going down. Maybe the, the people he was with were actually shopping for a gun and he wasn't, or maybe they were all just looking. I don't know. But he wasn't supposed to be around guns because unfortunately he had a prior, you know, obviously he was on probation for a prior incident that basically him and some friends went to get marijuana and uh, the, pe- the people, the drug dealers at the apartment freaked out. And shut the door and didn't give it to him because they feared they were going to be robbed. And so then they shot the apartment. And supposedly he, Ace was the young Ace, from what I read, was actually the driver, not one of the shooters, but the driver, like getaway driver. And so he's like, what do you call that accessory? Again, if I'm wrong, forgive me. Feel free to correct me. Not offended anyway. And so he was on probation and he was, you know, he was doing good from what I understand. Like he, you know, wasn't getting in trouble or whatever. But unfortunately, when this went down, then that happened so he goes to jail and um there's a post uh, i think it's called let me let me find it here there's a post that went viral that the fans pretty much helped i think a lot sometimes it helps to have fans of support i believe um called okay so there was a post that was um called world hip-hop am i saying it right because a lot of his viral world star hip-hop post oh yep there we go world star hip-hop okay so they have a youtube channel and they post you know i think website too and they post a lot of you know different artists and rappers including youngie aces um, music and music videos right and so they did a post after all this went down, like, hey, you know, Ace was the only survivor's quadruple shooting just happened, and all of a sudden he's in jail. He doesn't even have all the bullets out. This is, you know, this is really bad. We need to get him at least out back to the hospital and finish treatment. All, all kinds of mess, right? Just awful, awful stuff. So these fans, man, they stepped up to the plate. If I had known about this, I'd be one of those fans calling in, too, if I'd known about it at the time. I'm going to say that up front here. True that. So they lit up the phone lines to the sheriff's office, just basically just, you know, all of them kept calling and calling. And he obviously had a really good lawyer because last I read, um, I, I think he, I think the, the shooting happened June 5th. And then with less than 24 hours, he was removed from hospital, you know, and then went to the probation office and then arrested, probation violation, went to jail. Can you imagine all this happening in less than 24 hours? Your life completely changes. Could you imagine? I could not imagine. Mm-mm. Whew. All right. So then I think it's June 
1st. So, what was that? June 5th, June 21st, 16 days. So, about two weeks. He was in jail until uh, the lawyer picked him up and he was uh, released with, of course, certain conditions. I think it was six months house arrest, which is technically would still be in six months if that's the case. So, so I don't know if it's actually a house arrest or not because in the music video you see like a GPS monitor tracker on his ankle and a phone like, you know, for a probation officer contact or whatever, like one of those little phone mobile devices. Um, but somehow, some way. I think with the fan support to call the sheriff's office so much, and of course his amazing lawyer, he was to to get out. And apparently, um, when he 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 done time before he went on probation, you know, before I mentioned that whole incident, he was in jail for like a year. And he only got one letter, and letters are like a big deal to them, you know, when they're in jail, like they care more about getting a letter from family friends than money, basically, you know, when you're all alone there, right? So he only got one letter during that time, and it was one letter from his dad. And so he got inspired since he wasn't getting letters to start writing songs. So he wrote tons of songs that are, you know, on this album called, album, excuse me, called Life of the Trail. But obviously, he added since them, since unfortunately this hor- horrible quadruple shooting incident occurred. And, oh, man, it's deep. And so there's, um, I'm going to read some lyrics here from y'all. So there's a song called Pain, and the music video is amazing. I, I mean... It's amazing. They have the bandages like on his right hand and his left arm, and he's not wearing a shirt because on his stomach is like a, a life-size like tattoo of the three guys that you know made the rest in peace, his brothers up in heaven, um, you know, best friend and blood brother and mud brother. Um, the setting, the motel, you know, showing like his struggle, talking about when he was young, going, you know. Uh, struggling to make ends meet, being on the street, trying to help his mom when the rent was due, getting evicted again and again. Um, I mean, some just crazy stuff. He even said, like, when he didn't get a letter when he was in jail for that whole year, that he thinks part of the reason, like, because, you know, the interviewer was like, well, you had 11 brothers. Why didn't any of them write you, you know? And he was like, well, you know, even that time, like, right before I went to jail, mama was being evicted they didn't have a permanent address so if they wrote me i wouldn't be able to write them back like it's just crazy stuff like that you know could you imagine going through all this amazing all right so i want to um give me just a moment here i'm just really impressed with how he how do i say this like i've always said you know how i'm inspiring me and i've always said uh you know creativity is great therapy it's a great outlet and I'm inspired to see how he's using his own creativity, his own talent, his own skills through rap. I think that's part of the reason I've always loved rap. I've loved rap. Like, I fell in love with rap. I learned it from day one, dear old college roommate, freshman year at UNT. And um, used to go stomp parties and stuff. Just love rap. And But it takes a lot. Like, I listen to rap music all the time, but, like, I don't have a certain favorite rapper all the time or whatever, but like this particular guy, I can't, I can't even explain it. Like you're just going to have to find his music, listen to it, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. So look up Younging Ace on, on YouTube, Y-U-N-G-E-E-N, and then A-C-E once again, and find him on Twitter too. Okay, so let me read some of these lyrics from these two songs, because these are the uh, last two music videos he released and songs from that, that are on that part of the life of the trail album but the whole album's good like he wrote these other songs like about this girlfriend he had chloe that's so sweet will you hold it down for me like just oh just love it okay oh 
Oh, let me read this before I read some of the lyrics. This is a little more insight to his story in this whole incident. Okay. Mo Wei made a comment here on Genius.com where the lyrics are to pain and says Ace, uh, referring to Young Ace, is referring to the pain he feels from the loss of his three brothers. They were taken from him in a shootout. Ace was shot eight times in the midst of trying to save them. You can hear the pain in his voice as he raps about the situation. How I get caught slipping. Why wasn't I? Why wasn't why I wasn't on my pivot. After the death of his brothers, he was sent to jail. He later got out, but due to probation, he was not able to attend their funerals. Could you imagine that? At insult injury, he couldn't even go to their funerals. Oh my gosh, I could not even imagine. Funerals are like part of closure to help you cope, right? Oh my gosh. Okay, so some of these lyrics from Pain, it says, I'm trying to find my favorite line here. Where is it? I'll tell you when I find it, but I'm just—I'm not gonna read all of it, but just parts of it that stood out to me. They keep asking if I'm okay. I've been hurt my whole life. I lost my best friend, my mud brother, and my blood brother all in one. I cannot heal all this pain when I'm constantly hurt. This line right here—that's why I hope for the best, but I prepare for the worst. That is so deep, y'all feel like my whole life a cell. I tend to go through the most. I've been trapped up in the dark and don't know where the door. Mm. What what do you know about pain? Tired of going through all the pain. Mm -mm -mm. I lost three brothers. How the hell am I to tell their mamas? I tend to fault myself sometimes. Like how the F I get caught slipping and why wasn't I on my pivot? Like, damn, I'm the reason why they missing. Looking around and it blood everywhere. I swear it's blood everywhere. It's tears falling, but it's blood every tear. So deep. Y'all have got to look up this music video. Trust me. Young Ying Ace signed his music video song called Pain. And this other one was a follow-up after Pain called Don't Know Why. And it's uh, so that one I explain, you know, he's in the hotel. He does walk out. Of, he's 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 in a hotel room. He does walk out of like the motel room for a bit. He, um, he goes like kind of the lobby area where they have a fish tank that he looks at, which I think is another symbolic message, you know, like kind of like thinking about like how he feels trapped, like you see all these fish trapped in the tank, so to speak, you know. I feel I feel like I mean we all can interpret differently, but it made me think of him in the jail time when he was looking at the fish stuck in the tank, you know, with tons of other fish. Um, just trying to like get along, you know, just go with the flow and just get through the day, so to speak. Then this next one, follow up song, rap called "Don't Know Why." This music video is, I, to me, it just gets better and better. It goes from this pain song, the motel room setting, from the 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 setting, the music video itself, to the lyrics and more. I mean, it's amazing. Then the follow-up is called Don't Know Why, and it's in a church setting, and it's it's just him alone again. I just, I love it, and I don't know, I don't know if it's just like, again, you know, because the Thailand Cave Rescue story also challenged, like, my thoughts on faith and um, hope and especially forgiveness and humility, like, you know, it's a reminder that we're all human. We all make mistakes. No one's perfect, you know, and unfortunately, bad things do happen. Um 
All right. Okay. I'm trying to find some of my favorite lyrics from Don't Know Why Now. Smile through all this pain. Don't know how I can do it. Mama said, why they kill my son? Ain't got no answers to it. Drop into my knees asking why I need some answers to it. Going through all this SHIT, it got me looking clueless. Smile through all this pain. Don't know how I can do it. Mm. Let me go on here. It's kind of repeating the the previous course there. Uh, Why they took my brother, I swear I don't know why. Why Trace fighting a murder case? I swear I don't know why. Why they in jail and dead? I swear I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't. Why? A lot of questions I need answers to. I'm so broke from all this pain I keep going through. Why keep me alive and let me watch my brothers die? That line right there gets me because they, uh, in grief recovery, we call it survivor guilt, like how he was the lone survivor of the quadruple shooting, and they call that survivor guilt, like he was saying, you know, why keep me alive and let me watch my brothers die? Uh, why every night before I sleep, I'm tired of everybody lying, saying they're going to slide, saying they feel my pain, and saying they always be by my side. 35 years up that road, my uncle tired. All that time, I wonder why. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I'm laughing just to hide my pain. That's my other favorite line, of course. That's inspiring to me because we do that all the time. Or not say we. I can't speak for other comedians, but you know, my I lost six family members six months. Many of y'all know if you're loyal listeners, 2008, and like in one week it'll be my mother's 10-year death anniversary on September 23rd, and I just had my father's 10-year death anniversary on March 17th, and in between March to to September of that year, I lost six family members altogether. My dad died first. My mom died last. And that I, I relate to him in that way. Of course, I can't relate to, to him in a lot of other ways. But I think that's his niche, too, is we're all human. And we can find something we relate to him in a song, whether we didn't go to our – whether or not we went through something horrific as, like he went through a quadruple shooting or just a simple – I want to say simple loss, but a loss of, you know, like me, I lost my parents, like something difficult or challenging in our lives and some kind of loss. We, oh, you know, we can relate and I definitely can relate. I'm laughing to just hide my pain. Like I'm like him, like you'll see in the videos, like even on the day he's released from jail, he's still smiling. He's showing everyone like he's strong. He can keep going and going. But when he's alone, you know, like in the song lyrics, he admits like he cries every night and asks God questions like that's human, you know? Mm. That's one of my favorite lines. So I'm laughing just to hide my pain. A lot been weighing on my brain. It's just been driving me insane. Trey fought murder cases. Just praying he coming home. Hold your head. You a soldier. Just stay strong. Tired of fighting the devil. They saying that it didn't get better or that's just something they just tell us. So for the moment, we feel a little better. Lord, a lot of questions. I need answers. I'm still here. I have been through too much. Don't you think it's enough? That line gets me, too. When my parents died each time, there was this huge billboard. Remember the God signs, y'all? And when I would leave the hospital after my mother and my father died each time, and I'd look up, driving away, and this billboard caught my attention, and it said, I'm still here, you know. Love God. And I was just, like, overwhelmed with mixed emotions, hurt and sad, just all kinds of stuff. And then you see that, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know. So it made me think of that. All right, I'm going to play uh, a song, but I strongly 
encourage y'all to check out Younging Ace and his Life of Betrayal album and watch those two music videos, especially, again, called Pain, as well as Don't Know Why, and follow him on Twitter and all that. Give him love and support and prayers. Amazing young man with tons of lots of great potential to keep on going. All right. In the meantime, enjoy this. I don't even know what to play after that. (laughs) All right. I need to play something, a positive message. So on that note, I wish I could play Young Ace music, but I don't have music right, so I can't. So uh, here is Hey World, Don't Give Up by Michael Frontier Spearhead. Be right back.
Once again, that was Hey World, Don't Give Up by Michael Franti of Spearhead. Check out their music and tour dates at And Emmy again from my sis, my dear friend. I call my sister, my sis, Emmy in the Air Force. I miss you. I love you. I'm sorry. I know it's hard for you to get to hang out in the chat room lately. But if you are listening, I think you said you can listen like when you go back in the archives. Please know I've been thinking of you and all the military friends and miss you all so much. Love you, sis. Um, oh, and that reminds me, I gave her my address, but to any of y'all, if y'all ever want to send snail mail, I guess you call it regular mail, <laughs> uh, whether it's just a letter or holiday card exchange or a uh, postcard, or if you have like a book or, or, uh, music to, for, you'd love for me to review or product review, any of that good stuff, I'm open to all that. Um, my P.O. box is uh, Coffee Talk with Shell. Again, Shell spelled C-H-E-L-L-E. So Coffee Talk with Shell, P.O. Box 48508, Fort Worth, F-O-R-T, then W-O-R-T-H, Fort Worth, Texas, 76148. Again, Coffee Talk with Shell, P.O. Box 48508, Fort Worth, Texas, 76148. And of course, you can always reach me on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. But I'll hope you'll keep tuning in on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time and call into the switchboard number, which again, if you want to call in tonight, is 323-642-1556. All right. I want to read a few tweets about the quote-unquote fake strong winds reporter. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Do y'all think it was fake or not? Um, okay. So... <laughs> what people are saying on this. Give me just a moment here. Again, I mentioned this briefly earlier in the show, uh, but as a reminder, basically what happened was, I guess some one of the viewers tweeted, like recorded from their phone camera on their TV video footage from the weather channel of this reporter, um, of a reporter and a poncho struggling to stand up. You know, basically make it look like strong winds, and then all of a sudden in the background you see a couple of young guys just strolling along, like you know, easy as heck to just you know, no issue to to walk um, in the in the weather. And so there's been like parody videos, all kinds of viral videos, and <laughs> oh my goodness, um, reactions. says basically weather channel reporter was roasted for struggling during hurricane while two people easily walk by I want to retweet this thank you Orly Rintas for tweeting this tonight so, alright I always try to retweet any tweets I read so if you follow me on Twitter Coffee Talk WC you can find them easily alright 
Okay, so this is on MSN.com. It says, reporter from the Weather Channel went viral after a video shared online showed him struggling to maintain his balance during Hurricane Florence, even though two other people could be seen easily walking by him in the background. In the video, which was taken in Wilmington, North Carolina, Mike Seidel can be seen repeatedly shifting his footing while bracing against the wind. Meanwhile, in the middle of the clip, uh, there's two men you can see casually walking around without any apparent difficulty. This is about as nasty as it's been, Seidel can be heard saying during the clip. Wrote one social media user, I like the weather channel, but look at this guy acting like the wind is about to blow him over as he rocks back and forth. Meanwhile, I guess he missed the guys walking behind him casually taking talking on their phones. Oops. Oh, my goodness me. John Cooper 0610 I tweeted that. <laughs> And apparently went viral. Scott Coleman, also known as Scott Salesforce, said, "I and reply to that, I love you, North Carolina. Aw. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of parody videos we go on YouTube, especially on Twitter, too. You'll see. Um, my favorite was the two ladies standing in their, like, above-ground pool <laughs> with, like, I guess their husband or somebody. I don't know. Some guy, like, had, like, a leaf blower on them or something all crazy. And then, of course, they had, like, guys in the background here and there just walking all casually. <laughs> like, it was nothing. Just crazy stuff like that. Lots of parody videos. Not a more serious note now. I know it's nice to have comedy relief and, and all and I feel a little bad because I don't really know for sure who's faking it. I have no proof, but it didn't look like it with the two guys casually walking. But at the same time, I feel bad talking about it because I actually have friends over in the Carolinas being affected by Hurricane Florence. And and do want to point out that it still is a serious topic. And definitely keep those people in your thoughts and prayers. And want to kind of share an update on that as well. All right, give me just a moment here. If you yourself or if you know someone affected, please feel free to call in and share any updates or prayer requests, any of that and more. Uh, CNN posted an hour ago, hundreds are still trapped from Florence's flooding and the worst is still yet to come. I hope that's not the case, but unfortunately that's what it said. This article is by Holly Yan, Casey Spudek, and Jason Hanna, posted just about half an hour ago tonight. Uh, from Lumberton, North Carolina, it says here, Florence's, Hurricane Florence's merciless deluge has already killed 18 people, trapped hundreds, and made parts of North and South Carolina impassable. And authorities say the worst flooding is yet, yet to come. Excuse me. Um, basically, it says that the tropical depression keeps dumping rain over parts of North Carolina and will do so for the next few days with numerous rivers expected to crest at the major flood stage. And the flooding is already so bad in North Carolina that the state transportation department are telling people not to even travel in the state. Numerous highways, including sections of I-95 and I-40 are already closed. Uh, Road flooding has virtually cut off the coastal city of Wilmington. More than 900 water rescues have been reported in North Carolina alone. The governor's office said many more people need help. The volunteer United Cajun Navy rescue group says it was helping in Leland where about 200 people have made calls for help after it made numerous rescues in Wilmington. We're just chasing the water, United Cajun Navy President Todd Terrell said Sunday. And in Lumberton, North Carolina, a city submerged by Hurricane Matthew in 2016. Residents are bracing for a potential disaster as the Lumber River seeps through a patched-up gap in the levee system. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 
Uh, as of tonight, Sunday evening tonight, Florence, Hurricane Florence was centered at about 25 miles south to southeast of Greenville, South Carolina, the National Hurricane Center said. It was moving west at 14 miles per hour, whipping 35 mile per hour winds. By the storm's end, up to 40 inches will fall in southeastern North Carolina and the northeastern tip of South Carolina, National Hurricane Center said. Other parts of the Carolinas will be left with up to 20 inches of rain, causing significant river flooding, with some rivers not cresting until later this week. Uh, up to six more inches of rain could fall in parts of North Carolina and Virginia from Sunday evening tonight to Tuesday evening, forecasters said. And then the storm should move up into West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, and parts of New England by Tuesday, dropping two to four inches of rain there. Oh, my goodness me. There's uh, more to the article. There's also more pictures. Again, this on CNN.com. Um, side thought about Hurricane Florence, but did y'all see the viral video of the man being rescued with his kitten? And the kitten's name was Survivor. Oh, I teared up. And he mentioned that his father was still left behind because he couldn't convince his father to come with him. So his father was, you know, refusing to leave the house. I hope his father left the house. I really do. Whew. Some scary stuff. Causes of death include electrocution of fallen trees. The death toll Florence Rose Sunday from, from Hurricane Florence, that is, with Dory saying the 18, you know, we mentioned 18 deaths being linked to the storm. Oh, a three month old baby died after a tree fell on a mobile home in Dallas, North Carolina. Oh my gosh, a man who died when his truck hit an overpass support beam on I 20 in Kershaw County, South Carolina. Another man drowned in an overturned vehicle on a flooded road in Georgetown County. I see three people who died in flash flooding or swift water on roads in Dublin County, NC. A mother and a child were killed when a tree fell in their house in Wilmington. Two people died from carbon monoxide poisoning in Horry County, SC. A woman in SC struck uh, was, who struck a downed tree while she was driving. Oh, my goodness. A woman, another woman suffered cardiac arrest in Hampstead in NC's Pender County. When emergency responders tried to reach her, their path was blocked by fallen trees. Oh, see how serious this is. Another person in Pender County, according to the county's emergency management director, no details immediately available. Oh, a man was killed while checking on his dogs. Oh my gosh, in Lenore County. You know, a lot of them were saying, and NC, a lot of them I noticed were saying right before the Hurricane Florence happened that they weren't leaving their homes because they weren't able to find like uh, a lodging to take their animals. They said majority of the people left behind were either like older, like the, the that man's father, elderly, that refused to leave their homes, but for the most part were pet owners, especially dog owners that just couldn't find a place like a hotel or anywhere to that would take their animals and they want to leave their animals. It's just awful. Just awful. I mean, y'all know I have a 10-year-old dog named Prescott. I just, oh my gosh, I can't even fathom. I cannot even fathom. Uh, a couple more, this is difficult. Um, another man in Lenore County who was electrocuted while trying to connect two extension cords. Oh, died. And an 80-year-old, 81-year-old woman who fell and I'm sorry, man, 81-year-old man who fell and struck his head while packing to evacuate in Wayne County. Oh, goodness me. As much of North, as North Carolina faces flooding for days, Governor Cooper said the risk of more deaths is quite real. 
Remember, most storm deaths occur from drowning in fresh water, often in cars. She said, don't drive across standing or moving water. Oh, prayers for all of those affected. And my thoughts, condolences to those lost from Hurricane Florence so far. And hopefully no more. Mm. Horrible. So that's why I like had mixed feelings about sharing that story. Because it's like I want comedy relief for people, but then also don't want to overlook the seriousness of Hurricane Florence. You know what I mean? That was just, just so sad. Well, we got about 15 minutes to go. If you want to call and say hello, there's still plenty of time. Share your thoughts on any trending topics. I appreciate you all listening and being a part of the show tonight. Or if you listen later on, I know a lot of people go back. Uh, you can listen to it on blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with Shell. And, of course, on iTunes. A lot of people do that. Go to uh, iTunes and go to the podcast section and find Coffee Talk with Shell on there as a podcast. You can listen to it anytime, past episodes, and this episode as well, of course. So if you're just now tuning in, you're like, oh, it's the end of the show, don't worry. You can go back and listen. <laughs> and don't forget, if you ever just want to say hi or send me your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests, I'm always open to that. Um, best way to reach me is on Twitter at Coffee Talk WC. Oh, which reminds me, I'm so excited to have an interview si- signed up, lined up, excuse me, <laughs> on next Sunday, the September 23rd at 8 o'clock. The first hour, I will be interviewing Brandon Flippin. He's an aspiring artist himself, singer, really great singer, and he co-hosts a podcast himself. So um, you'll learn lots more about him soon to be. But in the meantime, um, give me a second here. I'm trying to find his Twitter name for y'all. If you want to check out his podcast and music, learn more about him. I think it's Brandon Slippin Music is his Twitter name, but I'm trying to remember how to spell it, how he spells it out, because sometimes I, people abbreviate. Give me just a second here. Okay. And his podcast is really interesting. He co-hosted, and I was trying to remember the name of it, where basically it's kind of like an, um, an like a, kind of like a Brandon Flippin's his Twitter name and it's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-F-I-L excuse me B-R-A-N-D-O-N-F-L like flip F-L-I-P-P-E-N so Brandon Flippin so you check him out uh, actually it looks like that was his Twitter name for 2015 it looks like he updated it so maybe it is Brandon Flippin music oh where'd it go I had it earlier give me just a moment I hate it when I do that I had it here earlier. There it is. B Flippin' Music. I'm glad I found it because I was wrong on the name. Sorry about that, Brandon. Okay. So follow B Flippin' Music on Twitter. You can learn more about it. from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, his top tweet that he's got kind of penned up. You know, you can like choose one tweet to have penned up at the page is a cover of him singing Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis to like a kind of like a wedding video. It's beautiful. It says new YouTube video. Well, it's not new. Now it's kind of new from August 27th. It's when he uh, put it on Twitter. Get ready for heartstrings to be tugged. It's beautiful. Um, all right. Give me just a moment here. It looks like he's open to collaborating because on September 15th, just yesterday, he tweeted, all right, Insta artists, I want your help. I'm hoping to release my album in the near future. And would love to collaborate with some other creative minds to make a music video for this. I'm gonna, I had already retweeted, so I'm gonna have to un, I feel bad for having to unretweet something, but okay, unretweet so I can 
re-retweet <laughs> his pen tweet, and I'm going to retweet this too because I always try to retweet whatever tweets I read during the show for quick reference here. So y'all can follow me on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC on Twitter. All right, again, Coffee Talk WC, my Twitter name. Um, and then, so B Flipping Music is his Twitter name. And then his podcast, you can follow him on um, Instagram too. His podcast is called, um, no, that's not the name of the podcast. Give me a second here. I was thought of, oh, it's called, <laughs> he has so many abbreviations, I can't, oh, Everything Must Go podcast. I was reading the title of one of the episodes, got a little confused from out there. Sorry about that. Okay, so he and this other guy co-host this podcast together called Everything Must, basically, the concept is they choose two topics pretty much. So like letting go versus uh, or fitting in versus standing out. Um, they also have done, are we addicted to technology, but they usually have two topics where it's kind of like either or finding the balance in between, which I love the concept. I think that's a great concept. So I'm sure they're open to topic suggestions too. Um, well, I can't speak for them, but I think it'd be cool. So I hope you'll check out his podcast. Uh, just follow him on Twitter, Be Flippin' Music, and it'll link you over to his music on YouTube and his podcast as well and his Instagram page. So just want to give you all a heads up because I'm looking forward to having him on the show. I've asked him to sing one original song and one cover song uh, in between, you know, beginning and end of the, the interview of the first hour next week and share his own story. So I haven't done an actual interview in a long time, so I'm a little nervous. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> It'll be good practice for me all right so looking forward to that and just looking through the topics i hope i didn't miss anything make sure i covered everything i mentioned here in the description oh i can you believe i didn't even well i did mention big brother the crossover when i was talking to pianchi earlier about sam but uh so basically big brother recap it's my favorite reality TV show on air right now. Uh, well, America's Got Talent, too. Please vote for Vicky, the comedian. Vicky, she's good friends with my comedian mentor, Sean Blosky, and I'm so excited that she's she's made it to the finals. Go, Vicky, Barbara Locke. So, Trailer Nasty is her, her little uh, gimmick theme that helps you recognize who I'm talking about. But, yeah, the comedian uh, lady, Vicky, I'm so excited for her. So, I do love America's Got Talent, but I also love Big Brother. A um, couple things, Big Brother. Of course, there's the whole controversy. It's like can't think about Big Brother and not think about Julie Chen Moonves. I say I add Moonves now since that's how she signed off the last episode with her name last Life Eviction episode when she returned to Big Brother last Thursday night. Oh man, big mess with all that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look it up. But you probably already know what I'm talking about by now. <laughs> with CBS letting go of her husband, Les Moonves, and her making a statement by. Instead of saying Julie Chin, saying Julie Chin Moonves when she signed off Big Brother last time. Um, and basically making a statement that she will be staying by her husband through thick and thin. Um, but Big Brother itself, I don't know if they're going to renew or not. I think technically they had signed up for season 21, at least to go through season 21, and also a second sequel, uh, Celebrity Big Brother, is supposed to happen. But I really don't know now if that will still happen or not. It's all wait and see, you know, cause effect from everything with the whole. CBS stuff. Um, anyway, but the current Big Brother, they're in the top five. So I'm trying to remember where they left off last because they had double eviction night and Brett got blindsided. And spoiler alert, just stop now because we only have a few minutes left of the podcast. If you watch Big Brother and don't want to know what happens next, because I haven't seen tonight's episode, but I think it was just a fluffy episode tonight with a concert and not 
like many competitions, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me because it's on my DVR. I hadn't seen it. And I can't wait to watch the episode because the BB Rexa artist is really great. Um, but anyway, I'm still Team Tyler. I've been Team Tyler day one. I want him to win the whole game, but I, I know I do understand where fans are coming from. They were a fan of his, and now they don't like that he blindsided Brett. I feel a little bad for Brett, too, but why would Brett even mention the idea of splitting up Casey and Angela when he knew Angela was in a showman with Tyler? Like, that was a huge risk, and it just did not pay off for him. <laughs> it backfired on him. So, basically, they got JC, you know, controversial JC. All the fans are like, he should have been kicked out from day one, sexual harassment, all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, that reminds me, I meant to mention, the BBUK actually kicked out this lady, like, within less than 24 hours. I haven't seen the video yet, but it was, it was viral on, uh, the topic was viral on Twitter yesterday. Um She'd made a comment, not a very nice comment, about a certain group after about like 9/11 on 9/11 anniversary, I think, from a few years ago. And her sister tried to defend her, but you know the fans were having uproar. And um, I understand, you know, I mean, I believe in, I also believe in hoping, you know, she's grown up, matured, and all that too. Um, and I don't know, I have mixed feelings about this because I would almost want to hear her thoughts like I almost wish they'd at least been like hey what are your thoughts on this now and just given her a chance to see if she had grown up matured or she was still like I don't know I don't know it was really weird because Big Brother this is why they decided to keep JC they says because the Haley and Tyler the house guests they were mostly concerned about with JC messing around with and others never complained the two that I don't even know if they complained or not but they asked do you feel safe with them or not like yeah we're safe we're fine have no problem with them so they let them stay but if they were like no I don't feel safe they would have kicked them out right so I'm not exactly sure. Maybe UK is just more conservative, more proper, perhaps. But they, again, they um, evicted this girl after less than 24 hours after the show be- season began. Big Brother UK, um, Ellis Hilton's her name, uh, told to leave following an investigation to claim she posted offensive tweets. I'll have to find the video. I want to see a video of her actually being told she has to leave. Can you imagine? And then and then seeing the house guest reaction like, what? And then I want to know, did they replace her or what's happening? Mm. Wow. How oh, interesting. So, yeah, big difference there, you know, with Big Brother U.S. versus Big Brother U.K. So, anyway, you can look up that story. I'll try to retweet one or two links about that as well here in a minute. Give me a second here. Some people are defending her saying she she was only like age 14 or 15 a few years ago when she tweeted it and that she's older and more mature now. Others are saying that when she was told and got, um, you know, kicked out that she didn't even care and wasn't like apologetic. So I don't know. It's really interesting. Hmm. Yeah, mixed reviews here. All right, so uh, back to Big Brother U.S. Um, oh, I got to like two minutes left. So yeah, it's top five. Uh, spoiler alert: Just don't even listen on the last two minutes if you don't want to know it. Because last update I did was from like live feeds. Uh, people post live feeds updates on Twitter. I don't actually watch live feeds. I just read. I read more than I watch the show because I read so much live updates on Twitter. Uh, no, right? My my dog Prescott saying hi. 
Uh, hold on, buddy. And um, anyway, so Angela is H O H, and she nominated Sam and J C. No surprise. And supposedly the target Sam, but it may or may not change. You know, uh, because Casey won veto, so Casey can decide if she's even going to use the veto or not. And I think if she doesn't, I have to think this through. Who would be the voting? Oh, it would just be Tyler. Tyler and Casey would vote, right? And you know what I'm thinking? Because that's one thing. If I were Tyler, this just would be my strategy. I would purposely vote for JC to make it, you know, because, well, I guess he's, I guess he has a final two deal with like everyone pretty much except for his own showmance. So they're showmance though. But he has a final two deal with the others left in the house. I was going to say he should vote against JC to keep Sam vote and then uh, forcing KC to vote for vote Sam out, like make it a tie to where Angela HOH has to decide and be the actual one to to make the deciding vote just to give him, I don't know, less blood on his hands, quote unquote, like they say on Big Brother. Uh, anyway, and what they also say on Big Brother is at the end of the day a lot. So at the end of the day, I need to sign off now. <laughs> and thank you so much again for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell where there's always variety in life. Hope you'll keep tuning in on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time, also known as 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific. And don't forget to message me on Twitter at CoffeeTalkWC. Tweet me and say hi and share your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests. And Younging Ace, you, you hang in there, man. You are amazing. Young man, I am so proud of you. If, I know you hear it probably from a lot of people, but I mean it too. I love you. I pray for you. I'm, I'm one message away, one phone call away ever. You need anything. I used to teach grief recovery, or you just need a friend or just a fan, or supporter, whatever you need. Uh, I'm here. All right. Thank you all again. Love and peace. This is Shell signing off. Good night and prayers. Bye. Nail salon. I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store.